Hey everyone, this is Todd. You're listening to us as Geek. And uh, today uh, I'm going to be talking about a few things. And uh, amongst them, I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, uh, my weekend at RenCon, Renton City Comic Con 2018. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully some of you got to see the uh, the live stream. And, uh, and I'll be getting the audio version of that. Um, and I'll be posting that soon, so keep an ear out for that. And um, oh man, so if you, I want to hear from you guys, let me know: Did you go? What did you see? And what did you like the best? And uh, then we can talk about it on the next recording, and uh, the next recording that's not a uh, the audio version of of the live cast at at the convention. In case you didn't see it or didn't hear it yet, it's um, basically I I got um, I got Daryl from uh, Seattle After Party on the podcast as is kind of a my first guest, and he became kind of a co-host for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. It was good having banter with Daryl, and then we had a surprise guest. We had Cobra Commander, and um, I think. Oh God, I can't remember the other Joes. There was a Joe that came in with Cobra Commander, both of which were really cool. Um, and I don't want to say the character name because I know I'm going to get it wrong. I recognize him. He was in the original GI Joe cartoon. He was the he was the MP. He was that was the guy. That was that's who he was dressed up as, and uh, it was really cool to talk to those guys. The guy who played Cobra Commander. It turns out after talking to him for a bit. Afterwards, um, I realized that I had met him before. Back in 2013, when I went to Emerald City Comic Con, I saw a, a person dressed up as Shockwave. That was the same dude. So I posted photos of both him as Cobra Commander from yesterday and Shockwave from 2013 on the Instagram. So you can go check that out. At uh, at the Facebook page as well as the Instagram page at two zero six geek, and two zero six G E E K, and uh, yeah, check it out. Comment if you like them. Like them if you like them. Ha! Uh, see what I did there. And uh, yeah, so uh, what else did I see yesterday? Saw lots of cool costumes, man. I posted photos of the ones I thought were really cool. And, you know, there was a lot more that I saw that was really cool, but I was having some difficulty with my phone this weekend. Um, for some reason, it filled up with other miscellaneous data, and I was having trouble doing live streams. You know, that was probably what the cause was. I was doing live streams, and it wasn't the uh, temporary data from the live stream wasn't being saved on the SD card. I was doing on the internal memory, which caused my phone to fill up. So, yeah. Anyways, I had a lot of fun. And it was different for me to do the podcast on an actual stage, an actual set. It looked really cool, guys. Um, it, I, I, I wanted to say it was kind of like uh, we took the back corner of Stewart's comic shop from Big Bang Theory. That area where the, the the seats are and where people can hang out and have a cup of coffee, that's kind of how it felt to me. Daryl said he thought it was maybe like a comic book shop from the Friends universe, you know, kind of where Joey and 
and um, Chandler and uh, Ross, I think, are their names. You know, it's funny I know their names because I never watched the show. <laughs> I actually take that back. I watched maybe five minutes. And that was enough for me. Um, I was never a fan, so hate me if you like. I don't care. Um, Todd, don't be an asshole. Yeah, well, yeah, it happens. Um, so there's a few things that I pulled up on the Feedly list today. I have a bunch of tabs open, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about these things. And I will be making I'll be making sure that they are available to be seen, so you can check them out for yourselves on the Facebook page and the Twitter. So uh, the first thing I was going to talk about here, apparently, um, well, see, there's a few things about the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Um, let's see where is it? Move this over here. Well, it looks like Warner Bros. has officially announced the full cast, cast and crew, of the, of the, uh, of the Joker movie. So we have the. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. New to the. T- Hold on. Let me scroll up a little bit more. I think I'm. I tried to bypass all the adverts on this page, because there tends to be a few, because I don't subscribe to their non-advertised laden page um comicbook.com slash dc i like their website but it just it's there's it's sometimes it's difficult to navigate through the ads this is here warner brothers has officially announced the full cast and crew of the upcoming movie the upcoming joker movie from director todd phillips which stars joaquin phoenix as the titular dc comic villain um the release follows up on the earlier news first reported by comicbook.com which sees Brett Cullen replacing Alec Baldwin as the role of Thomas Wayne. The film does not yet have an official MPAA rating but contains beats of intense moments and violence in its script uh, which could lean towards an R rating. You know what? If it gets an R rating, I'm definitely in to watch it. Um, I like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, I know he can play crazy. I've seen him do it in other movies. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it is... For me, I'm I'm an old... I'm, I'm a big-time Batman animated fan. I'm also, you know, Batman 66 fan. Justice League, um, Super Friends. All the animated stuff, really is kind of where my Batman universe is. Although I do like the 89 Batman movie with with Jack Nicholson. All right? That was a pretty good Joker, I thought. And Heath Ledger's Joker was um who's interesting. I I know I've I've probably said this before, but to me his Joker wasn't really a Joker. He was kind of like a tweaker meth head with a Joker theme to his look he really didn't act that much like the Joker for me so anyways it goes on to saying um, while the actor has not the actor has not yet been revealed Joker is expected to feature a very young Bruce Wayne years prior to considering becoming Batman and then scroll down a little bit 
Uh, new to the team is Bradley Cooper as producer. As revealed in the press release below, along with confirmation of Robert De Niro joining the cast. Principal photography has begun on Warner Brothers Pictures' Joker, starring Oscar nominee Joaquin Phoenix in the title role, alongside Oscar winner Robert De Niro and director, producer, and co-written by Oscar nominee Todd Phillips, uh, Warner Brothers said in their press release. Uh, Joker centers around the iconic arch-nemesis and is an original standalone story not seen before on the big screen. Phillips' exploring exploration of Arthur Fleck. Ar, excuse me. Uh, Phillips' exploration of Arthur Fleck, who's played by Phoenix, uh, a man uh, disregarded by, disregarded by society, is not only a gritty character study but also a broader cautionary tale. And it goes on to say, the film also stars Zazie Beetz, she played Domino in, in uh, Deadpool 2, Bill Camp, he was in Red Sparrow, Molly's Game, Frances Conroy, she's, I'm assuming Frances is a, is a woman, she's a, um, could be a guy, I don't know, Frances is kind of a unisex number, name, rather, um, and from American Horror Story and Castle Rock. Then we got Brett Cullen from 42 and Narcos. Glenn Fletcher from Billions and Barry. Uh, Douglas Hodge from Red Sparrow, Penny Dreadful. Mark Marin. Oh my god, Mark Marin's in this movie? I, You know what? I bet you. I'll bet you a dollar. I'll bet all of you a dollar that Mark Marin, he's going to play a grumpy old guy with a mustache. So, that that's kind of what he's known for playing anyway. He played that in his kind of his show Marin, which was kind of a fictional version of his life, and he plays that that same kind of guy in the next the Netflix series Glow. Which is a great show, but his character is a bit of an ass. And yeah. Uh, let's see. Josh Pays from uh, Motherless Brooklyn, going in style. And then we have Shay Wingham from First Man, Kong Skull, and Sk- Kong Skull Island. Um, a lot of these people, I don't know them by their name. The only people I recognized by name was Zazie Beetz and Mark Marin. The rest of them, I'm sure they're fantastic actors because all the shows that were listed are, you know, highly rated shows from what I understand. I haven't watched all of them. I think I've even seen clips of some of them, but not all of them. So, um, and it has, and there is, um, this article doesn't have the photo, but on one of the other articles I was, I saw on here, and I'll go ahead and share this on the, on social media so you guys can check it out for yourself. So there's there's a, a couple more paragraphs to read. And I'll let you read those for yourself. Because I'm pretty sure you don't want to hear my stumbling through reading those. Um, see here. The Joker cast list. 
All right. And the other thing they had in here about the Joker, let me pull that up while that's doing that. Um, oh, did I just close the wrong thing? I probably did. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't close it before. Okay. Where's the... Oh, maybe I did close something. Hold on. I, there was there was one of the articles I was going to talk about. And let me scroll back up and see if I can find it. They talk. They there's a photo of uh, of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Let's see, first look at the Joker. Here we go. And before before uh, you ask, no, he does not look like the Joker in this picture. It is kind of a before he becomes the Joker kind of thing. Um. So, but it does show him laughing hysterically in the photo. So that's kind of cool, right? And uh, get this page to load up all the way. My internet moves kind of slow sometimes. It's a good thing I don't stream on a regular basis because you guys would be screaming at me for uh, it not being enough bandwidth to, for it to play properly. And so yeah, it it basically shows it shows Joaquin Phoenix in like you know a khaki jacket, you know, walking up to a clown, squeaking his nose, and the other picture is kind of there's two pictures, uh, kind of side by side in this photo, and it shows another one of him just cackling, just full on laughing. So I can imagine those two with him having white face and green hair. It's I think it's gonna. It, it, I think there's definitely a possibility of it being a good movie. So I'll go ahead and share this link as well. So you guys can see the photo for yourself. Because, you know, me explaining how it looks is just not... Is not doing it any... Well, it's not doing it any justice anyways. I mean, the photo doesn't show him in, in the classic Joker garb or look. But, you know, it's a first look. What do you expect, right? Okay. Share that. Close that tab. Oh. Let's see. And then the next story in here is about... Um, Kevin Smith hilariously connects Joker's real name to Batman star Ben Affleck. Let's take a look and see what he says. I'm sure it's on one of his podcasts that I haven't listened to yet because he's got a bunch of new episodes that I've got haven't gone through yet. I tried listening to the Joe Rogan interview with Elon Musk. It's a two and a half hour long episode, folks, and. It was painful to listen to because every time Joe Rogan would ask Elon Musk a question, Elon Musk would pause for like almost 60 seconds before he'd respond. So it was just like, all right, answer the damn question. Let's see here. Uh, oh, look at that. Haha. <laughs> The quote is this. This is this is something that uh, that Kevin Smith tweeted about. Apparently, apparently, 
in the forthcoming hashtag Joker movie, the Joker's real name is Arthur Fleck, as in Affleck. Now that's funny, Smith wrote. Affleck, A Fleck. Get it? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Have another, have another drag off of your, uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, I like Kevin Smith. Don't get me wrong, but that was kind of weak. Oh, look at that! My TV came back on. I had it on pause. That's 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 the problem. When you have a DVR and you pause your TV, eventually the DVR will run out of a buffer and it'll start playing. So I just turned it off. Okay, that wasn't nearly as clever as I thought I was going to be. So um, I'll go ahead and share that as well so you guys can see for yourself um, the hilarity that is Kevin Smith. The He recently changed the name of one of his podcasts to Fat, from, from Fat Man on Batman to Fat Man Beyond. And the reasoning was because he lost a lot of weight in the last year. He's down to like, I think, like around 200 pounds. So he's literally, yeah, he's he's half the man he used to be, you know, to quote from that song from the 90s. He's looking good. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I was that thin. But, uh, yeah, he, you can't really call your, your podcast Fat Man on Batman when, you, when you're not really fat anymore. So, Fat Man Beyond is supposed to be kind of like a, I was fat at one point, now I'm not, kind of thing. And it's also a reference to Batman Beyond. So, there's that. Let's see what else I had here. There's a bunch of DC news in here. I'm going to go ahead and close the tab for Kevin Smith. And then, uh, Ray Fisher, the 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 gentleman who played Cyborg in the, in the, uh, Oh, so well-received Justice League movie. I don't care. I liked it, um, despite the digital removal of a mustache and uh, the bad guy looking like a uh, video game character from the PlayStation, the original PlayStation. <laughs> uh, um, see what it says here. It says, Ray Fisher, who stars in the DCEU's Cy- uh, Cyborg and as the DCEU's Cyborg in Justice League, returned to his home state of New Jersey to ride the Six Flags Great Adventures freshly opened Cyborg Cyber Spin. That's a, that's a uh, tongue twister if I ever heard one. Good thing I slowed down to read that, huh? Uh, it says here... The first ride of its kind in North America and the first ride in the world themed to DC Comics' half-man, half-machine superhero. Cyborg Cyberspin utilizes a gyroscope motion to bring riders in an intense anti-gravity experience as it spins in three axes. Wow. Seven stories above the ground. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow, I don't know if I'll ever go on that ride. That sounds terrifying. Um, Cyborg joins Batman, the ride, Bizarro, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Crazy Train, Superman Ultimate Flight, The Joker, The Dark Knight, Coaster, and 4D Experience Justice League Battle for Metropolis 
as the latest DC Comics-inspired attraction at the New Jersey theme park. Six Flags Great Adventure next adds Wonder Woman Lasso of Truth, the world's tallest pendulum ride, to its Metropolis era's area spring 2019. And it goes on to saying here, uh, as Cyborg superhero Justice League co-star gear up for their own spin-off movies, Warner Brothers releases Aquaman in December with new solos for Wonder Woman, Flash, Batman now in the works. Fisher remains hopeful the studio will see the value in a cyborg-led movie despite the the likely cost the the likely costly price tag. Uh, and then it's, it quotes him saying, "I don't know. I can't comment on that specifically because they don't tell me anything until the la- very last minute Fisher um Fisher said when when asked about a cyborg movie during the New Jersey Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. And he says, There's a ton of people making those kinds of decisions behind the scenes, and it would be a very, very costly movie to make because of it's it's so CGI heavy with cyborg because I'm, I'm the only member of the league that is not in a practical costume. You're going to, to be looking at a $200 million at you're going to be looking at $200 million just to make it. So there's, uh, there's one of the, it's, it's one of those things you have to take into consideration. It's a numbers game for some people at the end of the day. End quote. Yeah. And then the last, I'll go ahead and read this last paragraph here and then I'll post it for you guys. If you want to read it too, uh, despite no apparent uh, movement on cyborg, um, Fisher cued, uh, he quelled recent rumors when he uh, took to social media to shut down talks. Uh, he to shut down talks. He was exiting the role. It's uh, it's not yet known when Fisher's next repri- reprises his role as Victor Stone, a football t- football star turned superhero, following a devastating accident that. That left him more machine than man. I don't know. I would love to see a cyborg movie. I, um, I, I especially like the Kari Payton version of of cyborg from um, Teen, the original Teen Titans, and you know what? Also in the Teen Titans Go, it's the same cast of people, regardless of the animation and it being goofy. It's it's he's a great actor. So and Ray Fisher did a, did a really good job. And of course, he threw in his booyah, which was nice. It was cool to hear that coming from a different actor playing the same part. Um, and you know what? Um, we might see more of uh, Cyborg on the DC Universe when they bring back um, Young Justice, right? Who knows? They might add him. I'm hoping. I know Kari Payton is playing Aqualad again, so that's cool. That will be coming out, I think, early next year. Young Justice Season 3 on the DC Universe. I have yet to get my my subscription to it because, well, it's a, for a whole year, it's 75 bucks. I want to do it, but I think I'm just going to pay monthly for it. That way, if, you know, because <laughs> I'm poor. Yeah, that's it. I'm poor. I, ain't, I ain't, I'm not making making light of that. I really am. 
I'm just <laughs> just wishing I had a little bit more income coming in is all. Anyways, moving on to other things. Uh, I'll go ahead and share this one. And uh, move on to the Aquaman story that's on here. That I have queued up. I don't know, Ray Fisher looked cool as, as Cyborg. And I liked how he had more of the classic look of Cyborg towards the end of the movie when he he uh, tweaked his appearance a little bit with his dad. Uh, and this says this is here on DC on uh, the comicsbook.com slash DC Aquaman movie premiere possibly revealed. It says here DC fans are counting these days until Aquaman arrives in theaters, and uh, and now we might have an idea of of when the film makes its debut. According to the new tweet from Norman D. Golden II, the first premiere of the first premiere of Aquaman will be taking place on Wednesday, December twelfth, at the Chinese Theater in Los Angeles. And it shows a quote from Twitter. Then it goes on to say, "Well, that quote from Twitter, rather." And then it says, "While it, this isn't an official confirmation." Of the premiere date, it does make sense considering the scope of Aquaman. This kind of large premiere of the Chinese theater definitely isn't a surprise. If anything, the date of the premiere is is particularly interesting, as it's a day be- it's a day before the film debuts in some overseas countries, and a week and a day before the, the its current U.S. debut date. All right. And it has a bunch of other information here. I'm not going to read all that because, you know, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I have a few other things I want to talk about, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. Plus, I'm, I'm not a professional voiceover person, can you tell? I would like to be. I think I probably should practice more. And that's why I do this is because, you know, it gives me an opportunity to read and record at the same time. But uh, I'm going to let you guys read the rest. I don't know about you, but I really am looking forward to seeing Aquaman. I like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um, he's uh, I liked his character anyway. I thought it was uh, his character was was cool and funny at the same time. Uh, one of the things I liked about the Justice League movie. All right, close that tab and that other tab too. I forgot that was open. Let's see. Uh, and then we got this, it, uh, also from comicbook.com, but this time slash Star Trek. Uh, we have a story. William Shatner explains the Oh My movement in Star Trek Generations. Oh my. Right? Right? Gotta love George Takei, right? I do. He's an awesome guy. I met him and his husband... Um, back in, I think it was 2012, 2013 at Emerald City Comic Con. The nicest two ever. Super nice. Funny as fuck, too. Um, this says here on this article, William Shatner has been speaking a lot lately about the death of Captain Kirk in 1994's Star Trek Generations at the IC Collectors Convention in Nashville. He uh, he looked back on how he prepared for the big death scene. Um, Shatner 
has previously explained that he didn't have much to say in the discussion to kill to kill Kirk, also explaining that it was more of a financial decision than a storytelling one. Still, as an actor, he couldn't control it, couldn't control the if and why of Kirk's death, who could uh, decide how Kirk would go out. Uh, his thoughts on the fa- on that factored into Kirk's final final words, oh my, Shatner recalled the night before filming Kirk's death scene, explaining that he was thinking that what well, he was thinking that led to those words. And here's the quote. I was thinking, no, okay, I'm not going to do the impression. <laughs> I was thinking about dying, my death, and and this beloved character who's who's going to be put to rest. Shatner said, How do I play it? You know, there's got to be a, a moment you're alive and you're going to die. Now you're alive and now you're going to die. Because that happens to so many people, because you're alive and then you die, and then you're alive and then you die again. And, uh... <laughs> How do you treat that moment? And I think we all die the way we live. If we live filled with fear, a fear of flying, a fear of uh, leaving the village, you'll you'll be fearful. You'll lose your breath, you'll panic, and you'll die. Or, if you look forward to the next adventure, maybe you're cautious. Maybe you're 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 cautious. Uh, when we die, maybe we're aware. A lot of people believe in heaven. We're all going to go to a lovely place and see somebody. I don't know what age we see our mother and father. Are we still old, or are we are or are they young? We don't know. That would be a lovely thing to to happen. Well, we don't know. It's how we die that's interesting. And I think we die the way we live. Wow. That's pretty deep there, Bill. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know what? I, I, I think he's... Well, he thought about this back then. And, you know, that's that's impressive. Um, I, would, I would, wouldn't be surprised if he's thinking about it these days because, you know, he's in his 80s, I think. So he's he's getting up there in age, and he's probably thinking about his mortality. But back in '94, you know, he was I think he was in his 60s back then, wasn't he? So he probably wasn't thinking about much, but he probably thought about it a little bit because of the scene. So yeah, yeah that's pretty deep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I think um, I don't know how I'm going to react when I'm on death's doorstep, you know, if if I'm going to be afraid or if I'm going to be like, all right, let's get this over with. <laughs> I suspect, um, I suspect I'll probably be a little bit afraid, but who knows? That's, that's years away from now, right? I don't, you know, I'm only, I'm only gonna, well, I'm going to be 47 in a few days. So, um, it, you know, speaking of which, if you guys are so inclined, 
and I'm not going to say you, you have to, but if you're so inclined, feel free to send me birthday wishes. You can send them in email, comments at 206geek.com, or you can just comment on the most recent post on Facebook or Twitter. That's fine, too. Um, I'd like to hear from you guys, honestly. I, I, I want to have more engagement with the people that listen to the podcast. So let me know you're listening, because honestly, I don't know. I the I can't trust the numbers I'm getting from the the analytics off of the uh, host. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I want to hear from you guys. Anything really, but specifically, if you want to send me birthday wishes, cool. I'd love to hear it. I'm getting old, folks. I'm getting old. All right. Oh, and then you know what? I, I wasn't completely done with uh with DC EU. There's a little bit more here. And on this article from the what's this I think this is Latina Review. The yeah, I think this is Latina Review. It's uh, the Flash still speeding to production despite rumors of directors departing. It says, I hate to point fingers, but DC is looking more and more like the Titanic. Uh, week in and week out, leaks bringing that uh, signal of that signal this ship is sinking and maybe too fast for for the merrymakers at DC to, to plug the holes. Just to recap, uh, the type of year DC has been having, let's remember back in March 2016, DC's two flagship starts, uh, two, uh, two flagship starts set aim, uh, was it aim or arm? Arm to arm, start set arm to arms, answering questions in a post-Batman v. Superman done in Justice Q&A. Our ever-vigilant Cape Crusader, played by Ben Affleck, just drifts off into his thoughts during the interview, looking like the the perfect time to cue Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence. It was an epic moment, one that fans... That fans I don't know why I said that, fans. Families, you know. Fans as in fanboys and girls, fan peoples, uh, saw that as an early sign that Affleck was not charmed by the bat suit and maybe wanted out of a certain contract. I don't know, man. I think he was just probably tired of being interviewed. You know, those guys are probably doing all kinds of press junkets and stuff. You know, it can't... It, that's got to be a hard part of the job, you know, doing all answering the same damn questions over and over again. So, and then it says, if that wasn't enough to rock the boat, making fans feel queasier is is the back and forth on whether Affleck was in the director's seat or out of it. With the world's greatest detective unsure whether he'd be behind the camera, in front of the camera, or both or none this dc ship built uh this dc sh- um excuse me this dc ship built and hoped would haul 
in gushing critics, screaming fangirls and fanboys, and tons of money seem to be dead in the water. At least so when it comes to the idea of bringing a shared universe to the big screen, one uh, one which Batman dive bombs into a group of murderous clowns as Wonder Woman lassos with Tarzan-like grace and dro- drop down beside a blazing red-eyed Superman as he hammers away at Doomsday, fans held out hope. There are even some that enjoyed the on-screen display, no matter how convoluted it felt. I was one of those people. I liked the movie a lot. I thought there was there was there was definitely some things that probably could have been tighter. I guess you know, keeping things, or maybe have more. I don't know. I I, I think the 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 director's version or the ultimate, whatever it's called, the three-hour version of of. Um, Batman v Superman is is better because they added the sequences that m- give it more information that make more sense and then you're not at the end going what the hell did I just watch so yeah well you know what there's a lot more here to say and there's even a, there's even the uh, the Twitter video that Henry Cavill posted kind of his answer to is he not going to be Superman anymore or not and it doesn't look like he's leaving. But that's just me. Um, see here. I'm going to go ahead and share that. So you guys can check it out. If you haven't already seen it. Let's see here. Come on. There we go. Share that. And then uh got one more story here to talk about, and I think I'm done for this. Uh looks like it says, Ruben Fletcher says, Zombieland sequel begins production in January. It's about damn time, dude. It's been almost a decade since the first movie came out, and a failed TV series on Netflix, not Netflix, I'm sorry, Amazon Prime. I actually... There were elements of the of the pilot that I liked, but for the most part, yeah, I'm 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 you know, I didn't I didn't like the I didn't think and I think this is probably the reason why I didn't go forward. I, I did not like the the on star person navigating them to other survivors. I thought that part of the story was kind of lame, but who knows? This movie might actually be better than the show. Considering the the cast is all returning, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and the little girl I never knew what her name was because you know I uh, don't remember seeing her in anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're all all of them are coming back. So I'll go ahead and share this so you guys can check it out for yourself. That's really I don't know. I, I suppose I could read that story, but you know I'm not going to at this point. Um, yeah, really isn't much to say. They're just talking about they're they're going to start um, start production at the beginning of next year. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I like the first movie. It was kind of my uh, 
I I have to admit I was not a I was not a zombie guy before. Um, I, in fact, I hated zombie movies because they creeped me out to no end. Regardless of the fact that most zombies don't go any faster than you know shuffle, 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 and if you're in decent shape, you can outrun them. They're just creepy. Um, now I wouldn't be able to survive in any of these zombie worlds where the zombies sprint after you. That wouldn't. I would, I would definitely die from rule number one. I, because I'm an overweight guy, and you know I'm weighing about 310 pounds right now. I'm a big dude, <laughs> and I think I would be able to run for a little while, but they would eventually catch up after I'm sitting there panting, wondering how long I got to live. You know, so it just it's yeah, cardio is 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 not something I do on a regular basis, which I probably should do on a regular basis because that way I would not die from, you know, being eaten by a slow-moving zombie. But, um, yeah. Yep, yep. I think that is it for today. And, like I said before, um, be on the lookout for the audio version of the RenCon 2018 stream. I will be posting that here on the podcast. Uh, It will be on the podcast website, 206geek.com. And uh, feel free to email me. Um, tell me, uh, tell me what you thought of Rencon if you went. Comments at two hundred six geek dot com. You can also message me through uh, Facebook or Twitter, just at two hundred six geek. You know, comment on one of the posts. Let me know what you thought. Um, and I would love to hear. I want to hear from you guys. Really, I do. Um, and. Uh, I, one of the things I did this at this convention is they had a podcasting panel. And I was like, I have trouble getting people to engage me through the podcast. What can I do to get people to actually respond? You know, I would love to do things like birthday shout-outs or, you know, just general Q&A, whatever. Um, and he's, they said, you know, give them direct questions have them answer a specific question. So that's what I'm trying to do. What did you think of the convention? Did you go? Would you go? What would what would make you want to go to Rencon 2019? What would get you to, to come to Renton, Washington to see a comic book convention? Would it do you want to see cosplayers? Do you want to see um comic book artists, writers? Um, do you want to see, um, for me, it would be voice actors. I would love to see some voice actors show up. Last year they had, they had the Red Ranger and they had the, the woman who was inside the costume for Alpha. They had all, they had a few people from the Power Rangers there last year. That was awesome. Um, so what do you want to see? What would you like to see at RenCon next year? What would get you to come out? Let me know. Shoot me an email. Comments at 206geek.com. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening.